wish I had a mouthful of skeet right now. You amaze me with what you put in your mouth. Broadcasting live from San Antonio, Texas. You're Mexican, you're, uh, you're evil, and you're a loser. A man who takes rants, profanity, and useless information to a whole new level. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's skeet. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Where is... The skeet, 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 skeet. Now welcome to Skeetopia. And here we go. Oh, yeah. Man, it's been a couple of weeks, maybe a month, since the last time I did Skeetopia. What's up, kids? I am the one and only Skeet Almighty, but you can call me Josh. Oh, my goodness. I don't even know where to begin the show. First off, uh, Jeff from a very cool band called Three Pill Morning will be on the show. I actually did this interview about a month or so ago with Theory of a Dead Man, so Theory of a Dead Man will be the second interview uh, I'll do next week. Of course, I interviewed both these people, uh, these bands, very cool artists. Uh, my only problem, and not really a problem with the artists itself, is that they're not up and coming. They're already achieving and have achieved success. Even though some people always kind of like to compare Theory of a Dead Man to Nickelback. Oh, God. Awful. (laughs) I would not find that to be complimentary at all. I would be insulted by that. It would be like someone saying, oh, yeah, I heard your podcast. Uh, uh, It was pretty cool. You know, you're kind of like the next. And then insult me with like some bullshit podcast. It'd be like, hey, man, just uh, how about you just say you fucking listen and that's it. Just keep it like that. Uh, but Three Pill Morning is a very cool band. Black Tie Love Affairs, the album. It's been out for like two years. Uh, as you're here in the interview with the lead vocalist, Jeff, uh, you'll hear about what's going on if you're a fan. Maybe you need to be a fan, huh? So, Christ, I don't even, uh, as I mentioned, I don't even know where to begin with this. Because um, I saw two movies. One was incredible and the other one was absolutely complete garbage. So I haven't done a movie review in quite a while, so I think I will probably do that. And I wanted to open up the show by saying how difficult it is, seriously difficult it is, to actually get pussy on the internet. I, you know, you have to watch yourself so much because you never know who is on the other line. I mean, think about it. You know, you could be talking to like a dude. I mean, unless that's your thing. That's not my thing. You know, the website is nevergetlaid.com, but I've kind of been I've been celibate for a while. My dick's been on lockdown for the simple fact uh, this, uh, certain uh, females I've been with turned out to be fucking psychotic, and I just didn't want to have anything to do with it. Now, that should tell you right there that if you have strictly just decided to no longer want to have anything physical to do with a woman or ladies, maybe a guy, uh, then maybe that was pretty fucked up. I blame alcohol and drugs. Pharmaceutical. That's why, uh, yeah, I'll admit it, I'm officially sober. Did the detox thing, rehab, all that shit. I should have teamed up with Michael Phelps. You know, that would have been pretty fun. Hey, man, so 
How do you win all these fucking Olympic awards and you're still stoned? That should be like the perfect PSA in Colorado and California and Washington to say, look, weed doesn't do anything but make me win fucking trophies. Like, that would be the most ideal thing to say. But no, 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 he wound up getting a DUI. Michael, come on, man. There's these things called taxis, especially, look, normally I've been in the predicament uh, that old Mr. Phelps has been in, and I'll say the most I learned from any of these experiences is that, number one, you can always get a ride with a friend, or you can call a cab. It's pretty simple for every individual out there that consumes alcohol, and then you say to yourself, I'm not that drunk. Seriously, you're not that drunk? The fact that you have to say, I'm not that drunk, quote-unquote, just simply proves that you're too fucked up to drive. Now, I have no sympathy for guys like Michael Phelps and Hollywood celebrities that get DUIs or get busted for drug use when they are in the perfect opportunity as celebrities to be able to stay so far under the radar the only time fans realize who you are is by you competing if you're in a sport maybe a next movie that's coming up but I don't I, I don't have a whole lot of pity for Michael I mean okay you like to drink you like to smoke weed uh okay that makes you human good for you doesn't mean you're a complete jerk-off. I think that dude should be getting pussy left and right. He doesn't have to go to the internet to try to get pussy. I, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm one of these guys that just says, ah, you know, I want to find something that I I can give a fake name. All I want is to just get, get laid. Get back into the, the swing of things, if you will. So I can wind up being, you know, when I actually decide to find someone that I want to spend some time with, physically, emotionally, whatever, you know, bullshit. I don't even know if I want to, like, a serious girlfriend. I think that's why I thought to myself a couple of days ago, I was on, I was online, I was, vi- I was on these fucking websites where they say, yeah, you know, if you want to get laid, this is the easiest thing you can do. And all I found out was that it was all bullshit. You have to, you have to pay for all this stuff. It's like, okay, so what am I going to do? Go, why don't I just go pay for a hooker and go pay cash? Uh, I don't want to pay because I'm cheap. But there has to be just an easier way to get pussy. Just something easy. Something that you're not having to worry about, you know, if some chick's saying, yeah, this is my picture. Ooh, check me out. And then you meet up with her and she's a fucking beast. And then what are you going to do? You're going to be embarrassed as fuck. You're like, oh, hey, uh, I don't think I'm, you're the girl I was talking to? No, I'm exactly the girl I was talking to. And then you feel like a jerk off because you're like, man, I wasted all this time on some beast. Or you could really get fucked and it turns out to be like some tranny. (laughs) Unless that's your thing, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Please visit the website, nevergetlaid.com. Follow along on Twitter, Facebook, at Skeetopia. Yeah, it's pretty fucking simple. And of course, uh, subscribe, keep in touch uh, with all the cool shows on iTunes and of course, Stitcher. Gonna come back and talk with a guy... 
from a band called Three Pill Morning. It's Jeff coming up on Skeetopia. Skeet, I want to have your baby. No! More like your throat, baby. <laughs> That's Gross. I can't believe I actually have to read this crap. Shut your mouth, essay. Back to Skeetopia. All right, welcome back to the show. I am Josh. I haven't done a movie uh, review in a while, so I'm going to go ahead and do that now before I play my interview with Jeff from Three Pill Morning, lead vocalist. Very cool band. I like the album, Black Tie Love Affair. Got a new album coming out. You'll hear all about that momentarily. Uh, Gone Girl. I will tell you, the main reason why I went and saw Gone Girl, number one, anybody that actually listens to this show knows I do not like Ben Aslick. I just, I have never liked the guy. But the fact that over the years he has improved in his acting, maybe not as much as like a Matt Damon, but still, I mean, Argo was pretty cool. This damn Gone Girl was amazing. I will say the main reason I saw it was because Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross did the soundtrack for it. And I will say, anybody that just disregards the music, the overall ambiance of a film, and takes it for granted, you don't know movies as well as myself because it added it added so much to the suspense and the, and the terrifying events of this movie that it, it was unbelievable. Now, yeah, I'm a huge Trent Reznor fan, huge Nine Inch Nails fan, and anybody that knows me knows that. But I will have to say, man, this movie was incredible. I mean, just absolutely incredible. And the fact it came in, number one, very close to Annabelle, uh, that horror flick about a, some fucking doll. I think that was done before, and it was called Chucky. <laughs> so... <laughs> I know I'm aging myself with that, but I don't find movies like that to be entertaining. Like, I saw the clips, and I was like, okay, so it's a fucking doll that's kind of... You know, it's different storylines that have been done before, and this is a prequel to... I don't give a shit about any of that. The big high school films, The Maze Runner, did well. I saw The Equalizer with uh, Denzel, man. Man... Uh, I will tell you my biggest problem with that one, and I know the fact the fact that I am saying I have a problem with the Denzel Washington film, uh, here, here's the best way to say this, is that in an action film, every sequence should move at a fast, consistent pace. It, should make, it makes it better if the storyline blends with the action the problem with this film the equalizer was that it was slow it took about 15 minutes to build the story and then you realized he was a badass and then he was out just beating people's asses and i was like hell yeah now we're talking and then more storyline more storyline boom action more storyline Huh? Oh, action! Yeah, and it was just—it was there was just way too many. I was really disappointed by this. You can't blame a guy like Denzel. This is where you blame the screenwriters. This is where you blame the director. This is where you blame the people that produced it and want to spend a certain amount of money making people entertained. It's hard to say 
I disliked a Denzel Washington movie because I'm such a big Denzel Washington fan, unlike Ben Aslick that starred in Gone Girl. That's really for people that didn't read the book, like myself, because I don't fucking read books. Unless it's from an author I really like. You know, I've, I've mentioned this before, but there were... When it's a top seller from a book perspective, you get the book clubs that show up to the film because, you know, number one on... Uh, number one in the book charts, all this shit. And then I look around... And it's all fucking old people. Like old, like my grandmother type old. And I'm I'm thinking to myself, I'm watching this film. Tons of profanity, nudity, sex. The storyline itself uh, is about a dude, Ben Affleck's character, who winds up allegedly killing his wife. Now, later on in the film, I don't want to ruin it because I really want you guys to go see this film for the simple fact, number one, the soundtrack is phenomenal. The acting, I was shocked to say, is pretty good. And the storyline, boom, 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 moves so fucking fast. And the fact that this is the first movie I've seen in a while that ends with the chick dropping the word cunt four times in a row really kind of impressed me. I, and I will say... I will say why, because you don't hear the word cunt enough in a film, unless maybe it's a Kevin Smith film or maybe, you know, the boys from South Park are putting something out. But when you hear a, hear and see a hot chick dropping the cunt word, it's like, it's like, holy shit. That is like the ultimate explanation point of a conversation, a film, a book, anything that involves it. You want to shut people up? It used to be the word fuck. Fuck used to be the word that shut people up immediately. Now, everybody says fuck. Everybody says shit. Everybody says goddamn hell, cocksucker, motherfucker, whatever. But when people still, now I think it's to a point when people, especially hot chicks, like the woman that played his wife, psychotic fucking whore. Uh, I don't want to give that away, though. Uh, dropping the cunt word is is still boom in your face. It's you can't help but not realize that something is going on. That that she means or he means for you to understand that he's pissed off or she's pissed off or she wants to make an example out of you. That is when you realize, oh man, I think I fucked up here. And that's just one of those things. So there you go. Go see Gone Girl. I will say for my second movie, I know you were thinking probably The Equalizer. No, look, my mom is a huge... I was born and raised in a very religious household, as as always. So I know what kind of films my mother's going to wind up liking. And I knew something about this particular movie. Oh, I don't want to play that one. There you go. Oh, it's called Left Behind. Left Behind is a Christian film based upon what happens, what could happen if the second coming, if you were left behind. You know, anybody that uh, has anything or knows the story, I will say from a story perspective, yeah, it's there. But here's the problem with Christian films, okay? I read an article saying that there are three major film companies in the United States that want to make a scene, make some noise 
in the Christian film world. I think that's good for people like my mother and people that are really into that. Look, years ago when I was born and raised in this household, my mother would not let my sister or I listen to any secular music. So we were stuck. Uh, Number one, thank God I got used to hip-hop and I could convince my mother to let me listen to hip-hop by just saying it's a couple of black guys doing poetry and she didn't, you know. Oh, NWA seems like a nice band. Yeah, Public Enemy. Are you sure that's that sounds a little... And then they see a picture and it's like some dude with a fucking clock and a black guy and it's like, you know... It's just a bunch of black people, they know, you know, doing rhymes from the streets. They're gritty. Oh, okay. Mention Motley Crue or Van Halen. It's like, that's from the devil. So, you know, three pill morning. That's satanic music. <laughs> I think I've kind of broken her out of that theory, though. Uh, you know, she understands that that's the industry I always worked in. So I was kind of convinced her of that. But the problem with Left Behind, look, it costs $38 million to make. Th- most people that spend $38 million on a film, you expect that goddamn film to be halfway decent, right? Decent writing, decent directing, decent cinematography, decent acting. Nicolas Cage was the big headliner. I, that's, I guess that's how you know the guy needs money. I, I mean, unless he's a Christian. I didn't know he's a Christian. I mean, maybe he is. But that movie only made $6.8 million. But when I took my mother to this film, it was in 90 minutes, and it was probably uh, 89 minutes of those had me just wanting to grab my mother's hand and walk out of the theater because it was so fucking awful. Not because of the storyline. The storyline for people that it was trying to attract, it is what it is. But when all I kept thinking, because I'm incredibly critical of the movies I watch, I just kept thinking to myself... How did you spend this much money on movies and the movie still looks like a very bad Lifetime film? Blended with TBN topics. Seriously? And the acting was horrendous. The screenplay was awful. The acting was awful. I'm going to keep mentioning acting awful. The fucking plane that he was, uh, Nicolas Cage was flying. I swear to God, it's like they got clips from the original airplane because it was so, the gra- everything was so awful about this movie. Now, mind you, there was a couple of hot chicks and you could tell whoever was a part of this or producing just dumped them on there because uh, that's the blonde chick. I don't know what her fucking name is, but she had a hell of a wreck and they had her in some pretty, uh, pretty uh, scantily clad tops that I caught myself. Hey, hey, I'd like to see a little something there. Now you have my attention. I'm officially peaked. But no, I mean, nothing like that. So, uh, you know, here's my advice for production companies and future screenplay writers and directors and cinematographers and that want to be involved with Christian movies. I think there is definitely a market for it. But if you compare... A guy like Mel Gibson, The Passion of the Christ, that made close to almost a billion, a B with a B, billion dollars, you can tell that there is a distinct difference because Mel Gibson is, what you know, like him, dislike him. He was able to take everything that he has done and produce and direct a really great film. Now, why Christian production companies for some reason are not able to do that 
actually upsets me because I think it's an insult to anybody that goes to church and wants to spend money on checking out a film. Why is it so fucking hard to write a screenplay for a Christian theme? It's the same with music. Why is it so hard for Christian artists to not do rock music or hip hop music and not have to mention constantly the fact, you know, that they're Christian artists. Now I've interviewed Christian artists like Amberlynn and other band three. Uh, what's that band called? Um, I was going to say 30 seconds to Mars. No, he, he's that, that's, that's not it. But uh, there's another band, uh, several other bands, but there's distinct differences. And I just don't understand why they have to be so bad if that makes sense and I know it does so look don't go see Left Behind because it's a complete waste of your fucking time and money and trust me oh my god I realized that when I took my mother but she was happy and that's just one of those things all right so the band is called Three Pill Morning um Jeff is the lead vocalist I chatted with him god you know I feel bad it's taken me a month to finally get on top of this but uh I'm gonna start to do it now because I've had a lot of things going on in my life, so it makes it, trying to keep things up to date has been a real pain in the ass. But I am going to try my best to do it. So, getting right into it, let's all pretend we're hanging out at a bar and we're checking out a band called Three Pill Morning on Skeetopia. All right, standing in front of Backstage Live, Skeetopia headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, and I just found out about this band. They've been around for, um, I'm talking with Jeff, the lead singer from a band called Three Pill Morning. How are you? I'm good. How you doing? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Minnesota boy, correct? This yeah. is the, This is actually a good night. Because normally we would be sweating our balls off here, <laughs> because some of the, usually what they do is they'll have a stage out here. I think they did it for uproar, and it was oh, it was chaotic. It was just a nightmare to even to even do. Uh, have you guys had a chance to jump on some of these bigger tours like uh, Rock on the Range or Uproar or Vans? Yeah, we, we did Uproar a couple of years ago. Awesome time, awesome crowds. Um, and yeah, now we're out on tour with Theory of a Dead Man playing awesome shows every night on that too. Awesome, man. Black Tie Love Affairs, the name of the album that was released back on July 16th, 2012. That was a while back ago, and you guys are still pumping it. Is there going to be a new Three Pill Morning in the works sometime soon? Yeah, we've got actually about half of our new album recorded right now. Uh, a couple opportunities to jump on some really big tours came our way, so we stopped in the studio for a minute to finish out the year. Uh, got an awesome tour, like I said before, with the boys in uh, Theory of a Dead Man, and then we're out within this moment following that uh, shortly thereafter. So we're staying on the road when the opportunities are there, but we're really trying to get that new album done. Can you tell me what the new album's going to be, or is it a secret? Uh, we don't have a title for it yet really but, uh, we've got a good like i said a good chunk of the songs written about half of it recorded and uh we've got some work to do this winter so that we can get it out here hopefully in the new year now do you guys go back up north to do everything else there's some great studios in minneapolis that have awesome gear but you know we we recorded minneapolis we've recorded in nashville la we've kind of been all over the place um and we're, we'll do a mishmash on these new recordings as well the song loser was your first commercial hit but now that you've 
past that and your single is Skin. Are you using Skin as uh, the main song for for the record or is there something else you're already working on? Uh, for I mean, for this for this record, I'd say the single that we have out right now is a song called Nothing's Real. But, um, you know, we've had a couple singles. I Want That For You got a lot of play on Sirius XM Octane. Uh, we've been lucky. You know, radio's been good to us in a variety of ways and uh, we've been on some really great tours over the duration of this uh, of this album so we're excited to get the new stuff out and, and push a new single well i think what helps with that too is that uh, uh being on tour with some really phenomenal artists i think that helps more than hurt because there's a lot of good bands equally as good as you guys but at the same time they have a much harder time having to do it what is some of the best advice you can give to great up-and-coming bands that just haven't been exposed or have a chance or an opportunity to do it yeah i'd say uh get on the road and stay on the road i mean that's where all of our opportunities have come with meeting other bands other national acts that eventually turn into opportunities to go on full-on tours uh own your own your local market make sure that you can draw really well there and and branch out from there and that's that's what we've done and had success doing and i think in rock and roll these days it really is all about being able to tour and being able to uh get out on the road and make things happen so you know, that's worked for us. It might be different for somebody else, but I know at least uh, that plan can happen. Well, what I've noticed is that some of the people and some of the artists I've interviewed, whether it's at South by Southwest or somewhere else, is that most rock bands are really fucking lazy. And, <laughs> and you know, they want to do this, they want to do that, but have no way of communicating Facebook, you know, Twitter, Vine. They don't want to do any of that. Yeah. Uh, as far as you guys are concerned, who heads up the uh, social media aspect of Three Pill Morning? Yeah, we do all our own social media: Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, on and on down the line. Um, because it is so important, every fan you get now is very, very important to the success of your musical career. So we try to make sure that not only when we meet them out at the clubs, uh, playing shows, that after that we're keeping in touch with them online, and we, you know, we continue to keep that contact even when we're not on the road so i think we do a pretty good job of that and always trying to meet more people and impact more people with our music and and what we're doing from a live show perspective so yeah social is definitely important as well that is that is yeah that's a big thing and for some reason hip-hop has really embraced that beyond anything i've seen before and i always think to myself well why aren't rock you know rock bands really trying to you know, I know they consider it, uh, you know, shameless self-promotion. Oh, I'm the, I'm the guy. I don't, I don't want to be. I don't want to do all that. And I think to myself, there's so much opportunity because you guys are so good. I watched a lot of your YouTube videos and uh, very well shot. And uh, unfortunately, you know, there was this thing called MTV back in the day that uh, I've, heard was, it. <laughs> I've heard of it. It's sanctioned. It's uh, yeah. it's from back that's in the a, that's that Teen Mom station, right? Yeah, it's a it's a new format though that uh, they got rid of. Most of the videos, do you, do you find YouTube or Vivo being some of the best uh, places where people can figure out who you are? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I think that's where everybody goes. YouTube is very popular, not only just for seeing the, the music videos, but things like lyric videos and honestly just searching for the song and, and hearing what we sound like. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, and it's a great way to kind of see what we're all about. Talking uh, with Jeff, back in 2011, you were a part of the Armed Forces Entertainment. 
How was that? And did you have a chance to really discover the world outside of the United States? And what were some of the, uh, well, you could say obvious differences, but at the same time, maybe something that inspired you to write or, or, or do something with that? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, we got a chance to go over to Greenland and perform for the troops. And, you know, I think it just shows how impactful music is, uh, no matter where anyone is as far as protecting our country and people that are out doing that job every day. Music is a huge part of their life just to just to get by because they go through a, a lot of tough situations. So for us to be out there and see the excitement um, to see live music and for uh, things like AFE and USO to bring those things, it was really cool to be a part of and we've been lucky since that point in time um, you know we did write some songs that were kind of inspired by that we have a song called Revolution that's actually going to be used on an upcoming Navy campaign so a lot of their wow. uh, new commercials and stuff if you go to YouTube the Navy channel it, that's our music on there now do you get paid for that do they cut you a little scratch yeah, or you I, do it out of a little bit I mean more for us it's about the the opportunity to be recognized for a song that, that kind of can impact that um, you know what the Navy's trying to accomplish with some of their new um, new strategies, which I think is cool, and uh, certainly it's cool to hear your stuff on commercials. Yeah, it was always kind of boring watching anything that it was involved with the military. You know, to get people to join, it was like it looked horrifying. It was like watching being in middle school and learning about sex. It was like, uh, you know, I don't. This is boring. I don't want to have anything to do with that. But uh, uh, I, 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 I like the approach that the military has taken as far as that goes. And yeah. it's, it's good to hear that uh, uh, you guys are definitely a, a, um, a part of that. I'm going to listen for that now cool. because yeah, I, ne- cause I, ne- I never really realized that. Uh, having traveled with some of the greatest artists that are around and are really making some waves, who are some of the bands on your personally that you would love to tour with and why? You know, we we had a great time with Hollywood Undead uh, as one of our one of our favorite bands that we've toured with in the past. So certainly doing something with them again would be great. We're big fans of Papa Roach, Hailstorm, Chevelle, Breaking Benjamins coming back. You know, all that kind of stuff. There's just a lot of really awesome bands that we look up to and always look forward to the opportunity to hit the road with them and, and learn from what they're doing. Get an opportunity to meet a lot of their fans and. There's a lot of great bands, and any of those acts would be killer to tour with. I could see you guys opening up for the Foo Fighters. I'd be down with that for sure. Everybody loves the Foo Fighters. Who doesn't like the Foo Fighters? I mean, coolest band around. Let's talk about Black Tie Love Affair. I know this is the typical cliche question, but uh, how did you come up with the name Black Tie Love Affair, and how did you come up with your name, the band's name, during Phil Morning? Well, Black Tie Love Affair, uh, it started out as a lyric in one of our songs, Skin, and, you know, as, as we we're recording that song, we thought, that's that's a pretty cool title for an album. It's kind of what we're looking to do uh, as far as a band is concerned, sort of take things over the top. So we took that concept of Black Tie Love Affair, and now, you know, we dress up, we wear suits on stage, and, and we kind of embrace the whole concept of what our album was about, and um, it's been awesome. You know, we get kids showing up that are wearing ties and, you know, wearing vests and stuff like that. It's really cool. So that's been awesome as far as the, the new album is concerned, or the release of that album is concerned. The Three Pill Morning comes from uh, 
um, the fact that just everybody's medicated, you know, uh, whether it's you go for a night of drinking, you're popping three Tylenol the next morning or, you know, pick your poison. Everybody's popping some type of medication in the morning. So we, we that name kind of rose to the top of the list when we were looking at band names. Most of the other ones are terrible ideas. So <laughs> give, me, uh, give me a couple of the bad ones. Oh, I don't know. Everybody has one where it's like a, a metal and some type of color, you know, like cobalt blue or oh. some shit. I don't know. It, they were terrible. But that one was good. This and, one, and we this thought that sticks. was cool. Yeah, that, that one definitely uh, uh, sticks. Uh, the song Skin, uh, that's getting a lot of exposure. But what songs off of Black Tide Love Affair would you like to see as the next single? I don't I don't think we'll be releasing any more singles off No this more single. singles left. No, I mean, the album's been out for two years. It's going to be all about the new stuff. We'll have a new single coming out probably in the next month or so for, for oh, really? the new album. So it's all about the new stuff. Um, I, we don't know what that song is going to be yet, but Black Tie Love Affair has been huge for us. I mean, taking us from you know more of a regional band to more nationally recognized band on great tours. It, it's been phenomenal, but we're very excited for the new stuff that we've got coming. I think people are going to be really impressed. Off the wall question, uh, married, single? Married. Married, okay. So despite that, there are... Uh, the serpents out there, the snakes, uh, the black widows. Uh, what are some of the craziest things that a fan, male and or female, do just to get close to you and other members of the band? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's always those aggressive people that'll, uh, you know, kind of anything work super their way crazy. In. Nothing super crazy. I mean, for the most part, you're inside a public place, so nobody's like dropping clothes to come get an autograph or anything like that so you know for the most part i would say it's nothing too insane but you know you throw a little alcohol on people and they get a little brave you never know what you're going to see from time to time very cool final question your favorite song off the uh, and now that you mentioned that you have a new song and uh, a new album coming out i don't know if, uh, if you want to divulge anything from that album that's coming out uh, but from Black Tie Love Affair as well. If you you don't have to do mention anything from the new one unless you want to. But uh, what's your favorite song and why? I think from Black Tie Love Affair, the song that the whole band really loves is a song called "I Want That for You." Um, it's got a really cool bounce to it, really cool energy, and I think it's just lyrically a song that that hits home for all of us. Um, you know, kind of one of those relationship songs, but you know, talking about a topic that's maybe a little bit different direction than some of the other songs that are out there. So that seems to be a fan favorite. It's a band favorite, and when we play it live, uh, it always gets crazy. So that's that's still been one of our favorite songs to date. Well, that's the song I'm going to go ahead and play right after. Uh after this interview jeff lead vocalist on uh, the band i highly recommend going by and uh check them out you don't have a lot of uh, uh twitter you know in the tweety sphere uh a lot of people on there just yet Sixty-seven thousand. Uh, oh was it 57 last time 67 I, oh 67 okay yeah. last time i looked it said 13 it said uh 13,000. No. So maybe that's the... Uh, I obviously don't know Wrong what the hell band. I'm talking about. Wrong yeah. band, man. Wrong band that says three band <laughs> that's going <laughs> by your guys' name. Okay, well, that's uh, well that's great. Uh, go by the website. What's the website again? 3pillmorning.com, twitter.com, slash 3pillmorning, Facebook, 3. It's the number 3pillmorning. We're all over the place. Google it. You'll find us. Jeff, thank you very much for taking thank the time you, out man. of your Appreciate day. Josh. And you take it easy. You too.
who keeps you occupied Your eyes burning through these thoughts I try to hide I don't wanna let you go, but I'm wasting all your time And I know this isn't right, so you should save yourself applause for Jeff. The band is called Three Pill Morning. I am definitely after hearing that song, I want that for you. I am definitely looking forward to the new album coming out. I'm shocked it took me this long to find out who the hell the band was because they're pretty damn decent. And they're getting a... See, now when he mentioned radio exposure, I do not count satellite radio. Yeah, Octane Radio gets to play more artists than commercial radio does, but you are paying for it. It would be the equivalent of me saying, man, you know, True Detective was fucking awesome and it's probably the best television show I've seen in the last year. And there are people that don't have cable or HBO and say, oh, well, uh, there's Gotham, I guess. Whatever. Gotham is not a bad show. It's okay for what it is. I get it. (laughs) So I don't count that, guys. I'm sorry. I mean, you know, it's not like you're getting a lot of actual commercial radio play. I'm proud of you that you're getting play on satellite radio and online radio, of course. And yes, you're welcome. 
but I just, I never understood that. Uh, you know, it, it's, it, I'm sorry, I don't count that. But I do appreciate that you did the interview. Good for you. Uh, as you heard, uh, go check out Gone Girl. Just crazy movie. Uh, stay away from the Christian one, not because it's Christian, just because it's awful. The worst 90 minutes I have seen on film in Christ. I can't even think of the last time I saw a movie that fucking bad. Please follow along on Twitter and Skeetopia. Of course, visit the website, nevergetlaid.com. All right, kids, that's going to do it for me. I'm Skeet. Say goodnight to the bad guy. And I'm out. <laughs>